Hello and welcome to St. Paul's United Methodist Church's Sermon Podcast. I'm Pastor Mike and it's great to have you listening to our sermons this way. If you want to check us out in person, we have Sunday School at 9 o'clock and Worship at 1010. We can also go to our website, CherokeeMethodist.com, and there you can find all kinds of information about things that are going on, bulletins, newsletters, and events. Now, today is the, or depending on when you listen to this, this Sunday that this is meant for, May 7th, is the fifth Sunday of Easter. The Easter season is actually longer than most people assume, because in the Christian calendar, it's actually 50 days leading up to Pentecost, which is when we remember how the uh, Holy Spirit was given to the disciples uh, in Acts chapter 2. So we are well into the Easter season, but there's still a lot left. And during the Easter season, we're going through a series of sermons looking at the post-resurrection of stories of Jesus. So these would be stories of Jesus that occurred after he's risen from the dead, but before he ascended into heaven. Now, when we think of Easter, there are many themes, but one of them, or two of them, I guess I should say, is resurrection and renewal. Resurrection, it refers to the literal resurrection of the body from death to life. This is what happened to Jesus on that first Easter, and it is promised that it will happen to us as well at the end of the age. But just as Easter is about resurrection, it's also about renewal. You know, we don't have to wait for the new age to experience renewal. There's so much more to life than just waiting for the end of the age. God is in the business of renewing people right now. And today we're going to look at a conversation with, that Jesus had with Peter after he was resurrected. This comes from John 21, verses 1 through 19. Remember, you remember Peter. He he had done what he said he would never do. He had denied knowing Jesus three times. Within hearing distance, Jesus could hear him deny himself. Peter had promised to be loyal to Jesus no matter what, even to death. Of course, Peter probably said this, thinking Jesus would lead them into battle against the Romans. Peter was ready to fight and die if necessary, but... When the soldiers came to arrest Jesus, Peter expected that this was the time for the fighting to begin. But then when Jesus chastised him for getting out his sword and let the guards take him, Peter was at a loss. Nonetheless, during the beginnings of Jesus' trial, Peter followed from a safe distance. The others scattered, but not Peter. He follows along. But during that time when he's following along from a distance, trying to see how the trial will go, there are others who ask Peter if he knows Jesus. He's asked three times, and three times he denies knowing Jesus. He's not ready to be taken into custody and die like this. He was ready to fight to the death, but not surrender to death. But when Peter had realized that he denied Jesus three times, just as Jesus had predicted at the Last Supper, he ran away and he wept bitterly. Filled with self-hatred, he did what he said he would never do. Now let's fast forward to to the story again. Jesus is resurrected from the dead and he's gathered with his disciples. No doubt Peter feels a mixture of emotions, including shame, guilt, fear, and a low sense of self-worth. To set the scene for you, the disciples were fishing, but they had caught nothing overnight. Meanwhile, Jesus is on the shore. He's too far off for them to recognize who he is. But Jesus asks them to cast their nets on the side of the boat. So they do, and they catch a bunch of fish, and it's then that they realize that this is Jesus. So they skedaddle, and they get over to the shoreline to have breakfast with Jesus, uh, breakfast of champions, fish and bread. And it's during this time, because the best conversations include food, 
that Jesus has a conversation with Peter that seems weird when we read it. It basically consists of Jesus asking Peter three times if he loves him. Just in quick succession, he asks Peter if he loves him. Peter says, yes, I do. He says some variation of feed my lambs, take care of my people. Um, so it, it may seem weird to read it that way and repetitive, and we might wonder to ourselves, what's the point? But the point is, Jesus is seeking to restore Peter. The three questions respond to his three denials, correspond to his three denials. Jesus is telling Peter that in spite of the horrible betrayal, Jesus saw the love Peter had for him, and he saw Peter's potential, and he knew that he would go on to do great things. And indeed, indeed, Peter did go on to do great things, telling others about him. Now, I really want us to think about this for a moment, because not every disciple had a happy ending. Every disciple on some level had abandoned Jesus, but there were two who explicitly did so. Peter and Judas. Judas is the one who betrayed Jesus to the religious leaders for money. You see, the religious leaders wanted Jesus arrested, but they couldn't do it during the day when he's surrounded by his fans and they didn't know where he went at night. Ah, until Judas came with his location. For 30 pieces of silver, silver, Judas told them and showed them and led them to where Jesus was at night so that they could arrest him. Now, we don't really know... Judas's motives for doing this. I mean, we can speculate. Some say it was to force Jesus' hand. Maybe Judas was impatient, waiting for the violent revolution against Rome, and he thought that perhaps if he brought the guards to arrest him, then it would cause Jesus to fight back. We don't know, but whatever his reasons, we know from Scripture that when Jesus is arrested and condemned to die, Judas, like Peter, is filled with despair and self-hatred. You see, Peter and Judas have really similar stories. They both do something terrible to Jesus, and afterwards they're filled with despair and regret and self-hatred. This is where they go their separate ways, however, because Judas responded by hanging himself. You see, he just couldn't live with what he had done, and he figured there is no redemption from this or a way to live with himself. Peter had many of the same feelings, but for whatever reason, he didn't kill himself. He hung on for three days, and then everything changed. And that leads us to ponder. Can you imagine what Judas's story could have been like had he not hung himself? Perhaps if he had just waited three days, he would have seen Jesus risen. Perhaps if he had waited, Jesus would have had a conversation with him too, like Peter. Perhaps Judas would have experienced the love and forgiveness of Jesus. Perhaps he would have been renewed like Peter and gone on to do great things. I mean, can you imagine his testimony? I betrayed Jesus for 30 pieces of silver and he forgave me. He can forgive you too. What do you think happened to Judas after death? Was he condemned or forgiven? Oftentimes people think that he's condemned because they say suicide is the one sin you can't repent of, right? Because by the time you commit it, you're gone. I don't believe that and I don't think that our tradition teaches that. I mean, really, when you think about it, Judas did everything that he could to repent when he realized what he'd done. He'd gone to the chief priests whom he had given his, Jesus' location, and he said, I've, I've sinned against God, and then he tried to give them the money back. They wouldn't take it. They basically brushed him aside. I mean, you could ask, what more did we want Judas to do? Short of going back into time and making it not happen or busting in there and freeing Jesus, which I 
he wouldn't be able to succeed at that anyway. I mean, the damage had been done, so to speak. There was no one doing it. So what more could we have asked him to do that he didn't already do to try to repent? I tend to believe Judas is forgiven. He may have missed out on making a difference in the world through his testimony, but he didn't miss out on God's grace. You see, here's the thing. Easter is a story of resurrection and renewal. But not just renewal after death or at the end of the age, but renewal now. You can have renewal right now, regardless of what you've done or has been done to you. Easter is a reminder to us that nobody is beyond renewal. Just as Jesus literally came back to life from the dead, he can help the person who's spiritually dead receive new life. He can help the depressed find hope again. He can help those who feel worthless find their God-given value. Our mistakes, our sins, our negative experiences, these can give us a skewed view of the world and our place in it. We can lose our sense of self-worth. Like Peter, we can forget that we are loved, and for some, like Judas, there is a sense that life is not worth living. It may be that your past experiences have led you to believe in a certain narrative about your life and your future that says you have no future, that you are not important, that you are not needed. The Easter message is many things, but one of the things we don't want to miss is Jesus' message of renewal. No matter what you've done or what has been done to you, you have a future, you are important, and you are needed. No matter what your story is, if God can restore Peter, he can restore you too. No matter what others may say of you or how the world may label you because of something you did or something you are, God views you differently. God wants to rewrite your story by redeeming it, but that can only happen if you open yourself up to him, receive his forgiveness and love that's already offered, and live this new life with him that can only be described as eternal. This is what he did for Peter. He was restored and went on to lead a great ministry. It's no wonder that Easter is the greatest time of the year. Easter reminds us that there's always hope, there's always forgiveness, there's always renewal, and there's always life. God actually loves you. He doesn't just put up with you or tolerate you. He actually really loves you. So no matter what your story is, no matter how others may judge you for what you have done or the way you were born, hold on to life, hold on to Jesus, and trust him to lead you into a future of renewed hope and everlasting joy. Thanks be to Jesus, who by dying on the cross showed us the depths of God's love, which overcomes any sin and any flaw we think we might have. You are not worthless. No matter what you have done or how you were made, you are God's beloved child. Amen. God bless and have a great week.